bit wet and windy, but I guess we'll yeah. see the worst of it tonight, according to our weatherman here. Uh, yes, that's mm. right. And we also, we're fine. We got sandbags in just in case. Oh, you did? Okay. Did, <laughs> did, you, see a bit of did you see a bit of flooding no, last no. time? <laughs> There's no risk of flooding at all, but we like precautions around this house. Uh, okay. Yes, <laughs> of course, Peter. Now, what are we talking about this afternoon? We, we're speaking... The government stopping the proposed hate speech law, or at least by its sending it off to the Law Commission. Okay. Now, uh, what was... This is obviously uh, post the Christchurch terror attacks. Um, the government um, was looking to do something to curb hate speech online? Yes. They're, they're part of the Royal Commission proceedings out of a report on the uh, what happened in Christchurch um, was a recommendation that there be some legislation against hate speech. What is hate but, speech, Peter? What is classified <laughs> yeah, as hate well, speech? Well, that, that seems to be the heart of the problem. Mm. Um, uh, because Chris Hipkins, this was one of the measures that he cut off at the knees last week um, when announcing what he was going to do to make sure the government focused on bringing down the, the cost of living. I don't suppose that hate speech... Even if there were no hate speech, the cost of thing wouldn't change whatsoever. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. But it's it's an interesting thing because, uh, I mean, there was a lot of support for the notion mm -hmm. that there should be some legislation against hate speech. There already is some legislation against hate speech. It's against inciting hatred against an ethnicity or nationality, mm -hmm. and that's in the human rights law. But it's interesting because the grounds on which um, various human rights are protected under, it, you know, it includes, what does it include, religion, politics, you know, um, sexuality, gender. There's, you know, there's a wide variety of aspects of this, but only one of them, uh, ethnicity and nationality, is a grounds where hate, you can charge somebody with hate speech. Mm -hmm. Why don't they? Why, why couldn't they just change the law and make sure that the other ones came in there, as well, were covered? Well, the simple fact is that nobody's ever been successfully prosecuted, I think, against on the grounds of nationality, because the law is quite woolly in its definition of hate speech. Mm -hmm. you, there are two types of um, prosecution they can do. You can do a, you can be charged criminally. And uh, you, or you can, somebody can do a, a, um, a private case against somebody saying that you've offended against my nationality. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's defined at the moment as using threatening, abusive, or insulting words with the intent to excite hostility or ill will against or bring contempt or ridicule against any one of these groups. And you can get a, a seven thousand dollar fine if, you, if you're found guilty of that. Yes. Yeah, so it seems if you went shop, if you went for a bit of a bit of a browse on the comment section on like the Herald Facebook page alone, you could see plenty of this stuff on a day to day basis. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's hugely common. But what became very well, you might recall that Chris Farfoy 
seemed incapable of providing an explanation for what exactly this law included. Mm. And when he came to describe it, it was easy to point out that, in fact, he was he was going in a circular argument and it wouldn't have worked at all. Um, so um, supposedly he'd had recommendations um, from the Law Commission. There's been a, I mean, a lot of concern, for example, within the LGBT community, mm-hmm. that the law is just... There is absolutely no protection for ridicule, which happens all the time. Yes, in that in that kind of world, at the moment, the trans issue is the particularly difficult one. Really, for trans people, they face you know, incredible abuse mm-hmm. um, at, at times. But on the other hand, there's the issue of free speech. Yes, and here is where it gets messy, because people believe. And there's quite a deep belief in New Zealand that you have a right to say whatever you want to say about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so long as you're not immediately... Um, well, I mean, you could be charged if you caused a riot. Mm-hmm. I suppose you would be charged with, with incitement to violence. Mm-hmm. And that might be the only way they could get you. Yes, but a personal uh, attack on someone, there's no way you're ever going to get charged. Yes, and I'll tell you where it, part of the problem is the religion field. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's been a series of cases in the UK where there's a lot of concern about tensions between Muslim and Christian community. Mm-hmm. You know, and the burning of the Quran uh, or... Uh, some pretty nasty statements by some Muslims against some Christians and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Yes. And some of them have been cases which the police have actively prosecuted and then been forced to back down on because it it just seems ridiculous. For example, there's this sort of of slightly crazy old man who is preaching against the evils of Islam and he's standing up in the street without even a megaphone <laughs> and saying Islam is wrong, it's against the Bible, etc. Mm-hmm. And he was charged and initially found guilty and then there was a huge public outcry on on the story of, I mean, there's, there's something out of scale here uh, in, in the way it's operating and don't people have a right to disagree on religious mm-hmm. matters? Yes. Of course, I think the other one that the politicians may be even more concerned about is the kind of abuse that happens in the political realm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, most of that comes extremely close to being um, a hate speech, I suppose. Mm. Um, and they can do it in Parliament freely, but the moment they step outside Parliament's doors, I mean, they would be charged. They'd be charging one another all the time. Yes. There's also the, but, the argument that... I guess especially in regards to religion that should be open to scrutiny, right? You should be able to... Yes, yes, and certainly there have been some, you know, people have made this strong case that I have a right to call this religion nonsense. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty accepted in New Zealand. You see a fair bit of that going on in the media where people slang off at, at religion or irreligion mm-hmm. and what they think of it. Yes. So... Uh, I mean, it's a it's a tricky one because where does what becomes hate? And see, hate is a description of an attitude in a person. But generally, I'm very bad at judging whether another person is showing hate 
mm-hmm. when they criticise something that's important to me. Yeah. And there's the problem. It's so, yeah. It's I mean, how yeah. do you how do you judge another person's intent? And mm. there's so but, many but, factors. Yes, there are so many factors, and yet not to do any. I mean, I do feel as though it's astonishing that after all this, they haven't got there. Yeah. Because I mean, surely there really is a problem when you get uh, issues. Will, will you take the um, those French cut the cartoons against Islam? Or issues like that, and you mm-hmm. can see that it becomes exceedingly. Um, well, temperatures can get so high so quickly mm-hmm. unless there are some boundaries around it saying you really mustn't do this. Yes. Has there been anywhere in the world which has successfully drafted and implemented some rules and regulations around hate speech? Uh, well, Islamic societies are very effective at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you dare not slander Islam, <laughs> or you'll be in Iran, or you'll come to a very sticky end. Yes. Um, so, no, yes, in totalitarian states, especially states where there is an official state religion, mm-hmm. um, oh, I, it, this is part of the, uh, this is the standard thing. I mean, this is the law of blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only in the religious sphere, of course. Um, but woe betide you if you were to go into a place which was all Catholic or all Muslim or all Hindu mm-hmm. and state what you thought. Yes. You'd be very quickly in big trouble. Mm. Um, but in a, in a democracy, I... No, I don't think so. There's just been a really interesting case in a, a university in the States called Hamline University. <laughs> it's a rather strange name. It's a small, it's a small university, and in this, a it, it wasn't really hate speech, but a but a, a lecturer in art wanted to show a series of pictures of artists' impressions of Muhammad, and uh, so knowing that this might cause offence, she warned the class in advance and said, you know, if this is going to be offensive to you, please don't come. Uh, so she showed the pictures, and immediately the student president, who was a Muslim, complained to the university's vice chancellor mm-hmm. or equivalent, who immediately dismissed the lecturer. And the how the the horror that this has awoken is quite extraordinary. And the president has now been forced to resign, mm-hmm. but nobody seems really quite sure. You know what are the right boundaries? Yes. Um, and so free speech does have its problems. Mm. Um, but in a way, in the democracy, we generally err towards allowing free speech, uh, even at the price of tensions within society. Mm-hmm. I guess that... I suspect social media has made this a lot worse. Yes, of course. Yeah, one. because you know the man who stands on the corner and shouts is one thing. Yeah, but it, but you can <laughs> your audience is a lot bigger when it's it's uh, done on social media. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Peter, back to the drawing board for this piece of legislation. <laughs> yes, and maybe we will never see what the drawing board's produced. Sure. All right. Hey, thank you very much for chatting to us this You're evening. You're welcome. We'll look forward to there next Monday. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh, 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 o